Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Screening Club podcast, where we talk all about the media that you love. Jeff, here as always, my two associates. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Hello, welcome back. Got the full squad. Mm-hmm. And we should say before we start that we're not going to be talking about this, the leaked episode of Game of Thrones. Of course we're not. Only Chris. talking, just warning people. That goes without saying, Chris. Just warning people, we're only talking about Eastwatch tonight. On that topic, you know, the last three weeks, something has been leaked. Two weeks ago, an episode was leaked. Last week, the outline of the episode, or the, or the script, was, was leaked. Mm-hmm. And this week, HBO, I think, did it themselves, ac- accidentally leaked it. Like, come on. Yeah. It, it really... Really makes it less enjoyable having to be on the on the lookout, you know. Plus, then anything you read on a message board, anything you read anywhere is is like. I honestly don't even know where I would go to to try and track these episodes down. Like, I don't traffic in in the the scourge of the dark internet. <laughs> it's exactly what someone that you you, you probably leaked like, them. It's pretty easy. That's exactly <laughs> what someone that leaked these these episodes would say. Man, who? Where would you even go to leak an episode, man? <laughs> no, not to leak an episode. To, to find an episode yeah, yeah, that's yeah. been leaked online. Just well, go to any of the various torrent torrent websites. I don't even know. I don't know those sites. I, I think you you can basically just type in, in into Google where can I download this the leaked episode. I guess and, and that's there. Um, but still, uh, other than Mike arising some serious suspicion with with his his commentary here, um, I just. The other thing that really bothers me is I love, you know, reading on forums and Reddit and, you know, like the the Game of Thrones Reddit is very like serious about, you know, making sure none of the leaked stuff is spoken about. But you don't know, like so many people post like, this is my prediction. This is my blah, blah, blah. Mm. You don't know if these people are people that have watched the the episode. So now during this week. I can't know if I'm reading a fake prediction. That's just, you know, and 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 then it sucks because all, it, uh, all of a sudden, you know, it kind of brings us back to a much simpler time in in Game of Thrones history, when there was like half of the viewing population who knew exactly what would happen week to week, <laughs> or or the, these big mm-hmm. plot points that they they knew how they would would, would resolve because they they read it in the book, and you got you, you had to be careful in in that way. Yeah, and, and, for sure. So it's just a new heightened version of that. And there still are like some little tidbits, right? That like the, the book is still in some storylines. Mm. Like there's at least things that are happening that can be elaborated upon that, right. that happens sure, in yeah. the book. Mm. Um, but we will absolutely talk about all of Game of Thrones with, of course, no leaked episode spoilers, Chris. Um, but before we do that, Chris, you had a quick hit? Quick hit. I finished the <clears throat> latest season of Wet Hot American Summer. Um, it's kind of a crazy season structure because of the history of that series where it was a movie like 20 years ago. Then they made a prequel series. And then finally, a 10 years later series. So who knows if there'll ever be another one. Uh, it kind of leaves it off, but it's... It's the crew that you love, you know, your Amy Polars, your Michael Ian Blacks, it's that whole crew. Bradley Coopers? Bradley Cooper is in the prequel series and the movie, but not in this new series. He His character, 10 years later... Uh, this oh, is, this is 10 years later. 10 years later. So the movie, I got the you. prequel series... That came ends, out last year, or two years yeah, ago. And it, it ends where the movie... Begins. Then at the end of the movie, they are all sitting on a stoop and they say, 10 years later, let's come back here and meet in the same place. And then 10 years later is the story of all them getting to that point. But uh, I guess Bradley Cooper didn't want to come back. So in the show, his character gets a nose job and it's just, uh, it's just Adam Scott. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that's how they deal with that. That's great. So everyone goes like, Oh, your nose looks great, or like no one can tell you. And it really was because of your deviated septum, right? You didn't really need the no- need the nose job. And he was like, "I'm so embarrassed." It's just Adam Scott. He does a good job too. 
<laughs> like he doesn't even try to be like Bradley Cooper. It's just Adam Scott being Adam Scott. That's funny. Does uh, Adam Scott share the screen with Amy Poehler? Do they reunite? Uh, actually, yeah, a few scenes they definitely do. Their their characters aren't. He, uh, Adam Scott and Michael Ian Black. Their characters are really tied closely. But it's just this like crazy irreverent comedy that I don't think you can get away with anymore. Really, it's just like literally anything can happen. Like. Uh, talking inanimate, inanimate objects, uh, big movie stars come in for like these crazy wacky roles, and it all somehow works. So yeah, all comes together. Yeah, amazing ending. Amazing ending. Amazing ending. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like the kind of show that you'd say amazing ending. Oh, it's got an ending. Interesting. It's intriguing. Yeah, intriguing. But um, I did watch uh. The, what was it? The, the the first series on Netflix. The series or the movie? I think it was a series. Okay, so you watched yeah. the prequel to the movie. Yeah, yeah. I wa- it, it was a yeah. It was definitely a series. Okay, cool. It was pretty good. Yeah, that's great. Did you have you ever watched the movie? So, this movie was made a while ago, right? Yeah, it was made like twenty years ago. So. Yeah. What's funny is that in the movie, they're like 20-year-olds playing, like, camp-age children, like 8-year-olds. Yeah. Then in the prequel series, they're like 40-year-olds playing their same characters from 20 years ago. But now it's, like, 40-year-olds playing, like, 20-year-olds. So it's really <laughs> weird. And I'll say one thing. There's one shot in the in this series 10 years later that apparently they, they shot when they were making the movie as like a DVD extra or something like 10 years later and they uh-huh. cut it in and it's Whoa. really jarring. Like a character walks into a room and everyone's just like 20 years younger. Oh my God. It's really jarring. And in, a, just... in a good way though. Yeah. They wow. just keep going with the scene and everyone's older all of a sudden. Why did they do that? Just cause it was cool. It's probably cause they had the footage and then didn't want it to go to waste. Yeah. That's uh that's very interesting. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is great. Great series. Well, Rudd, cool guy. Oh, yeah. Cool guy. Well, unless you guys had any other quick hits. It's been a quiet week for me, so nothing. Yeah. I'll just really quick, quickly say I've been still just trying to search around, trying to watch uh, season three of Better Call Saul. Um, I was hoping now it's it's ended, right? Yep. I was yeah, hoping that might cause weeks. them to, to re- release something, but they still haven't. So still, well, you can you can buy it on iTunes. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't have to buy on iTunes for something I've already pay, paid for with a TV sub, sub, subscription. So I'm looking around just for what I'm owed, and I can't find it. Speaking of Better Call Saul, in the most abstract way, um, on Route 93, going out of Boston uh, every day, I've been noticing a particular new billboard. From from a lawyer. <gasps> no. I think I saw this, but you keep going. You know what it says? What? Better phone stone. Yep. <laughs> Better phone stone. That's uh, pretty provocative. Better phone stone. <laughs> yeah. I think he owes some, some royalties to yeah. Better Call Saul. I think so. He might be, be getting a call. <sighs> I mean, apparently they're strapped for cash if they're looking for me to buy these episodes on, on iTunes. Yeah, absolutely. Just saying. Well, you could just wait. I think that what they do is they wait until the next season is about to Probably air. a couple of months before it drops on, on Netflix. Yeah, to put it on Netflix. Unbelievable. Chris, why are you such such an apologist? For I'm not an apologist. I'm just, I know how things work. So You've, I'm not surprised. Well, I've able to access like every other show. That's not true. You can't. You can't some, some networks play it a little more coyly with, with Netflix. But you can't go on on demand and see all the seasons of survivor. I'm not just asking because... for all the, all the seasons. I'm, I'm asking for the most recent season. <laughs> okay. And I think almost universally you can watch the season that's currently airing. No. Yeah. AMC has a problem with that. They want you to go pay, pay money for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They know, Cause they know if you're that desperate, you will. And they do the, uh, they do the split up seasons. Although they, they don't do that for better call Saul. They used to do the split up. They seasons. will, I bet, for Better Call Saul's final season. Final season, yeah. fuckers. Well, I've also been watching Ballers. Mm-hmm. All yeah. caught up now. Great. Uh, 
I just... I really love just since I've learned about how they're not legitimately using the NFL's logos and just knowing that everything that they say, they don't have to care what the NFL thinks. Mm -hmm. Although you'd think that they would with HBO's relationship. And that, and that reminds me, have you guys been watching Hard Knocks? I have, yeah. I never watch Hard Knocks. Whoa. Sorry. There is something to be said about Hard Knocks. Just being this, due to the rules that the NFL puts on which teams are allowed and not allowed to be on Hard Knocks, it's pretty much just the same story every year. It's like a crappy team rebuilding that has a lot of talent that could make a run at the championship if the, if everything goes their way. That's pretty much every single season of Hard Knocks. That's how the drama comes. But it's not. It is drama, but it's the same drama every single year. Like I'd like to see like an. I'd like to see like it is. It, it's literally that storyline every year. Then you wait and see. You make. You you make friends with some rookies that might get cut, and then oh this this rookie got cut sad. This rookie can stay in the league great, and then. There's it literally never changes from year to year. Like I'd like to see like an aging, powerhouse team, that's having to deal with like. Some of their best players retiring and having to deal with this, like fostering new talent, or like a middle of the road team that could make it there if they tried really hard. The Bucks are pretty good, Chris. But they're—it's the same thing. They're a young team with a lot of talent and could make the championship if everything goes their way. Just because the same quarterback the, is young. But it's the same with the Bengals last year. Young team with a lot of talent. The the Bengals, Andy Dalton is is old. Yeah, Andy Dalton, but you got the running backs. They have like a really young running back core. They have, other than A.J. Gren, you got a few, like, you got a few young wide receivers on that, that team. Name? Yeah. Well, I think that's a little bit, that's like saying every TV show that's like about a bunch of people living in the city is is is, is the same. No. Or every video game that's a first-person shooter is, is the same. It's every, not. Everyone's different. It's true, they are. No, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's, it's different because the NFL specifically puts rules on which teams can and cannot be on uh, on hard knocks. Like, if you've been in the playoffs, if you were in the playoffs last year, you don't have to be on hard knocks if you don't want to. That automatically strips away any, like, really good team from being in hard knocks. If, you, if, you're, a new, if you're a new coach within... The first three years, you don't have to be on hard knocks. Like, all these rules. That's fair. That's fair, yeah. It's fair, but no, it's No, I'm also... saying it's fair that you are, are annoyed. With, um, with yeah, this. it's yeah, just... It is fair that they do that. It is fair that they do that, but it just... But I see why my maybe Mike doesn't want to watch it, because it's kind of just the same thing every year. Well, there's also pretty real implications on fantasy football from hard, hard knocks, too. If someone looks really good on on hard knocks, it almost always pumps up their their value. Mm -hmm. So, from a fantasy football player strategic standpoint, oh yeah, like didn't uh, Jameis do like really well in the first episode? Or I'll I, say, I, Jameis, I've only watched one. Jameis is portrayed as like just an American hero, which it seems like he is. He is like a really great man, comes from humble beginnings, great motivator in the locker room. Wasn't wasn't there a Sexual assault scandal? No, wasn't it crab he, legs? He did do a weird thing. No, yeah, it was crab legs. I, I don't think it was sexual assault though. It was just some weird thing. He, from, uh, from what I re remember, I thought it was. Unless I thought I'm, it was rape. No, unless, that he that he wasn't. Jameson. I'm looking at Mike with like. Who are we talking about? James Jameis Winston. Yeah, quarterback for the Bucks. Yeah, that was an issue. I'm looking college. at Mike with eyes like. What are you talking <laughs> oh, about? Oh yes, J uh, a woman did accuse him. Oh yeah, and he wasn't found guilty. <sighs> And then FSU, for some reason, had to settle the case for almost a million dollars. FSU? Chris, do you see how the picture of Jameis has been painted to, to you? Chris just called him an all-American hero. <gasps> almost, like, what he's almost like this hard knocks listen, is serving as, as propaganda. Listen back to the tape. He's portrayed as all-American <laughs> uh, hero. They, they go to that. his childhood home. And then he's like, "Here's it's the working, bed, Chris. Here's it's the working. bed that I slept in with like eight other people. Cause it's all about repairing his image and... The Seems like of, a very nice guy on Hard Knocks. That's also, I'm let's be fair. They were allegations of something that was settled. So, Oh, well, we'll never know. So as far as the, the law of the land is concerned, he may be an all-American hero. He I don't know. I don't know the details. He might be clean. He might be clean. He might not. We'll never know. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. To your point, Mike. Not Mike. To your point, Jeff. Oh. The, uh, the greatest hit that I've seen... 
for the fantasy football implications is the disaster of Roddy White, in which Roddy White was seen as this great slot receiver. Roddy was, White is still in the league? No, he's not. But when when the Falcons run hard knocks... That's what I thought, too, for a moment, that Chris, Chris was saying he saw Roddy White on this season of hard no, knocks. No, the, in the Falcons season of hard knocks, it was like in his transition period where they were trying to make him like this X receiver, slot receiver. And they were like, man, he's really he's really taking this extra role. He's going to be like this crazy like inside guy. And then I think Mike might have had him that year, and he sucked. He definitely, he definitely, probably because of hard knocks, he went way higher in a lot of leagues than he should have. I actually think it was uh, our our friend Justin. I think you're right. That had Roddy White. I, I seem to, to remember that. Uh, Justin, nicknamed Bubba J. Justin. Right. Um, I I seem to remember that that too, Chris. Yeah, but Roddy White you, you used to be so so good. Mm-hmm. Tune in for our bonus ep- episode where Chris discusses Roddy White for a solid thir- thir- thirty minutes. I got a lot to say on Roddy White. Chris discusses Ro- Roddy White for there's a great four years there's a great ago. bonus scene. Last thing I'll say about Hard Knocks, there's a great bonus scene at the end of the first episode where it's everyone just dishing about Game of Thrones. <laughs> coaches gossiping, players gossiping, coaches playing with gossiping with players. Speaking of Game of Thrones, shall we dive in? Let's do it. Shall we? Eastwatch. Eastwatch. Let's get some initial initial reactions first. Uh I always let you guys go first, so I'll I'll just make a quick comment first. I am very disappointed that jamie was not captured i and i just say that because it's it's the first thing that happened at the very beginning Mm. of the episode Mm. but to me that really was a letdown for me that that just sort of took me out of things as far like how is that even possible um with that being said i know there's been sort of a you know What's it called? Like, not everyone agrees on how they view this 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 episode. It's 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 been a little bit uh, torn with opinions on how um how this this episode was. Um, I just think a couple of things happened with this episode that just made me say like, not only that Jamie and Bron weren't captured, also just like the plan that went down during this episode in general just it just took me out of it a little bit it just seems a little bit like out there mm-hmm. like hard hard to believe but th- those are my my initial thoughts what about uh what about you you guys um i agree that i think either jamie or braun should have died i was not happy that they fell in the water braun braun don't kill jamie sure i mean mm-hmm. whatever but from the only a handful game of thrones of used to be left used to be the sh- 10 10 to be specific people gotta die Game of Thrones used to be the show where you got you see characters get into positions, and then you think like, and the consequences would happen from from those positions. You'd be like, "That's probably what happened if that really happened in real life." And then in that Bronn scene where Bronn is just like surviving all this crap and then save Jamie at, Jamie at the last second, it's just wasn't realistic to the to the voice of Game of Thrones, from what I feel. I, okay, Mike is yeah. Mike, Mike is. I think everyone's dumbfounded by. My great point. Well, well I, I have a little bit of a counterpoint well, to, to that. We're talking yeah. about this episode. You're, you're making a point about last week's. But uh, Ooh. Let, me, let me bring it back to this week. Maybe Chris has a comment about Roddy White. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, with, I'm with both of you, uh, particularly on the, the whole Jamie thing. That We talked about this last week. How There were two options for, for Jamie. Either he dies, which no one no one believed mm. should happen or could happen, or he gets captured by Daenerys. Anything else is insufficient, almost unacceptable. And what what we get is is that is the outcome in, in which he he survives and he just sort of pops his head up a mile away from the battle to start the episode. He's alive. No one's asking where he went. No one's concerned about whether he he lived or died. He's just alive, and he you know, he enables to he's enabled to run off back to to Cersei at King's Landing. 
Um, so that in and of itself was super puzzling. And then like, like you mentioned with just the, the plan that is hatched, that really the entire episode is hinged upon. Like everything about, every moment of the episode is, is really just about them coming together on, on, the, on this one plan that on the surface, I feel like he could be poked to, poked to death for, for not making much sense. It's just yeah. a weird plan yeah. to hang like your entire season on and potentially future of the, of the show. So that was weird. It's a very good, good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> just very weird. We'll get, we'll obviously get into it. Yeah. Um, when we get there, but, um, there was there was definitely some some good stuff, but it was just so it was at such a brisk pace. Yeah. It was so this episode more than any of this season. I, I think it suffered from the the acceleration of of, of plot, mm-hmm. and there were just no moments where we're really allowed to breathe. Like Danny and Jorah reuniting, that should have been a bigger fixture of of the episode. Mm. Just a, it's just a quick one off, and then by the end of the episode, he's ready to leave her to go up north, where he could very well die. Um, that that was a little weird. Just a lot of weird stuff, and I've been sort of thinking a lot about this. Like, is Game of Thrones like why do we hold Game of Thrones to too high of a standard? Like, are they allowed to just have a, a shitty episode? <laughs> like, great shows are not great all the time, and when they're not great is it on us to like act as though that the sky is falling and panic about like the future of the series or can we just say not a great week next week on to next week let's let's move on to next week i've been trying to decide though if it's just not the best episode but then i think to myself like this episode set in motion sort of like a bunch of stuff that i think is sort of shitty like that is just like not like it went in a direction that I was not expecting, but like not in a good way, Mm -hmm. which is not often how game of Thrones rolls like ever. Yeah. It's like if it's, it might be shitty, but the shittiness is not self-contained. Like that shittiness (laughs) could bleed over into Mm -hmm. next week. I think that's the implication. That's the great fear. Yeah. But I mean, it was just last week that we were talking like top five all time episodes. So they haven't forgotten how to make amazing TV. My, I mean, my fear is just like that we've been set on this, like, of course, you know, like it's not great yeah, <laughs> to me. <laughs> Makes me uh, worried. But if if I you know. guys are cool, we can we can dive into uh, yeah, can dive dive into it more. Sure. So we have our uh, our outline that we've shared here, and it uh, it begins not as the episode begins, but would would you like to start with with Winterfell, Chris, or do you guys want to start with uh, King's Landing? We sort of yeah. jump well, jump the, around. It was kind of hard to yeah. make a. Usually when I, when I make a outline, it's easy because you split you divide it up by location. But this episode is so fast, and characters are in double locations and move so fast between locations. It's kind of hard to make an outline like that. Well, let's just start with talking about what happens at, uh, at, at Winterfell then. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we had a few, a few things happen here. Do, do we open up Winterfell with Bran mm. and the crows, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it looks like he's, he's controlling a, like a whole crew of, of, of crows. Yep. Uh, and he goes up and he has his interaction with the Night King. Pretty cool scene. It you was. See, you see the the whites, the walkers, uh, marching on the wall. They're very they're very close to East Watch. Thought I might have spotted Ho- Hodor in in there. Saw a couple of bodies that looked a little bit like him. Maybe. I don't know. But my big question from that was, did Bran like get scared when he saw? The Night King, or does he have the power to just like to make to make the brand's power go away? You know, like did which, which was it? Was Brand scared, or was it the the other way around that that the Night King did something to control the birds? 
I think he's just terrified of being of coming in contact with with the mm. Night King. Like la- last time he did that, Hodor died. So I think he's proceeding with a little bit more caution. Yeah. I um. Yeah, it's. I'm just getting worried with two two episodes left. Like there's lots of this stuff going on. Like I feel like we've just been. Like Bran hasn't really done anything. Like since he 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 returned and it seems like he should be you know developing a little bit to like do some some big thing with like this is a crazy power i'm just worried <laughs> like I'm worried too. Yeah. and it just seems like a lot to throw at us with two two well at the point at this point three episodes to go now now we have two um to just sort of cut just put it like a ceasefire on the whole battle of King's Landing and the throne. I know. And to just go all in on the wall. Um, just doesn't feel like that's where we were, we were headed initially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, now that we are. Yeah. But I get, yeah. So when, when we talk about King's Landing, we can talk more about that. What do you guys think about the, this is another thing where I'm just like, where is this going? The, the little finger thing. Like Littlefinger, this was weird too. That was, that was weird as well. We've spoken about this though. Like Littlefinger lives in like the real world, and there's so much of this extra, you know, this magical, all this crazy stuff going on, that it's like you see, like we this entire season, it's just been he's planning something, but what is it? Like what's he doing? What like still, I'm not sure what he's and doing with this he's a- area. Stuff. Weird and cagey and conniving from the moment he got there. <laughs> and he waited until Arya came back last week to to hatch his plan. Like, <laughs> well, I think the the big question is how how do you guys feel about this? Is he so? Arya was 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 watching him, and he clearly it it seems like he he has the note that S- Sansa was forced to write right. that mm-hmm. like says negative things about. That well, Rob Stark, the moment he read it, re- realized that she was coerced into writing it. Yeah. So he has that. He tries to get that, and then he hides it in his room, and then it was shown that he sort of knows. He, Plant, he, he planned it there. Planted it there, knowing that Arya would, would, would read it, because he's trying to... He's trying to stoke some divisions between the, the two of them, because you know, he knows the only way that he can ascend to, to power as if they're they don't trust each other yeah um, it's just like it's it would seem really false to me if at this point in Sansa and Arya's journey that they that they fall for something like this <laughs> they've been through so much and so much at the hands of Littlefinger even if they don't necessarily know it um that for them at at this point in their in their journeys to fall for another one of his ploys, it would just seem very false. So I'm I'm really hoping that Arya and Sansa snip this out. Maybe they already are fully aware of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Not that only like that, like I just can't see that turning into a big thing. It would be like so stupid. But then additionally, not only because of their, you know, just their stories and where they are in their stories, their brother is an all-seeing being and Littlefinger knows it. (laughs) Like, does he really like, and I'm sure it could just happen. And I know Chris has some strong feelings about the limitations of Bran's ability and things that he uh, was articulating last last week. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't he say to himself, man, Bran has demonstrated to me that he has seen things I've said in private and like done done to people to people. Like, wouldn't he say probably can't be pulling something like this over like, you know, it's their brother. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't he at least like and I know Bran has important things going on, like going and looking where the the the, the whites are. Don't you think he'd take five seconds to make sure his family, the, the demise of his family doesn't come around for round two and, and just say, Hey, the little finger thing was, was bullshit. Like, wouldn't he, yeah. y- you know, or at least wouldn't little, little finger say, this isn't a good plan. Like I know that their, their brother can see everything I do. It just feels so, um, small time, you know, that like, yeah, we're dealing with the, 
war up north. We're dealing with the war down south. Arya and Sansa, Bran, they've all been through so much shit. And now that they're all back and, and they're dealing with just some some trick by Littlefinger to, to, to divide them, like, <laughs> like that it just shouldn't even be on their radar. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm, if, if he is able to, like, successfully trick them, whatever his goal is, um, then he, he, he gets one over on them. That, that is going to be really disappointing to me. Like, there's just no way that he should, at this point, be able to do that to them. But like, what's it even going to be? Like, the lords of the north like are no longer in support of, of them yeah, or something? He's trying like, to divide Arya and Sansa, obviously. I think he's trying to undermine Sansa with the other lords. Um, so, yeah, her, her stranglehold on, on up north, he's, he's trying to, to, to eat away at, especially between her and John. Do you think that it's possible that some of these strains, like I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if this makes any sense because it's more like just like the general storylines that I'm having issues with. But is it possible that because the writers can no longer rely on what George R. R. Martin has has written as the basis of what they're doing now, they only can rely on like his general like this is what needs to happen. Yeah. Like, is that why you think we have shit like this going on in this season? Like that's a little bit more like rough around the edges. Like why is this happening type type shit? But still the entire story seems to be moving in the right general direction. I think there's definitely a theory out there that once they ran out of George's material, the show took a noticeable dip in quality. Uh, Like I remember someone I was talking with pointing out the conversation that the hound has in the opening episode about he's making fun of, someone's man bun and how mm-hmm. that would never happen in a million years in a game of thrones book <laughs> someone having a discussion about a man bun um i think there's something to that but then also they were completely off book last season and i think yep. mo- most people would say last season was was pretty great mm-hmm. there was three four of the best episodes this show has ever produced came came from last season for sure so like they they have they struggle sometimes with character motivation and sort of setting up plot and executing on it, but they they still have it in them to make like amazing hours of TV. But yeah, that's what I'm. I'm just week. struggling to reconcile those two things. Like which which is the true Weiss and Benioff? Yeah, it's also possible that now we've entered the zone where, like, George is still like de- like de- developing these things like it's possible that last season he had much more specifics in his mind or like chapters written and and mm. stuff that he could share and that we've entered a zone now where he really didn't have like anything f- for them rather than like a vague True. idea. Yeah. You know. And then last season they were still executing like the conclusion of the um of the story strands that George set up. The conclusion of the all the business in King's Landing with the what, what were they called? Hi, the, uh, oh man, I know the High Sparrow, but the High the, Sparrow uh, and the Faith Militant, yeah. like George set all that stuff up. They just had to, mm. they just uh, had to knock bat it, it down. down. Um, so, and now, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe at this point, the slate has been completely wiped clean and they're just freestyling. It's, it's interesting, but yeah, you know, but then like last week they come out with one of the classics. So it's, I really hope they and can pull it all together. This, it's very possible. All this panic and alarming could be for nothing. Like maybe next, the next two episodes are amazing, and they very well could be. But again, they, they're all sort of based on the foundation of this really weird plot that's been hatched. I'm sort of upset that you know, obviously, there's the the history of episode nines, and this would be like the episode nine of this season, and. It's it's like definitely gonna be them up there fighting. Just like I was just hoping for some more like climactic things. I'm thinking though, I have a prediction, but maybe I'll I'll save it. Sure. And it really I didn't get this from someone else. I know Chris is always he 
doesn't think I have an ounce of creative energy to to think of. Reddit. Uh, But anyway, why don't we, unless you guys have any more thoughts about Winterfell, why don't we move on to King's Landing? Sure. Let's do it. The, uh, the location that pissed us off the the most with uh with with yes. with Jamie. I I was ju- I said this before. It took me out of it. Not only like a it took few, me out of it too. yeah. Uh, th- for, they're they're like miles away. Jamie is still in full full armor. They dove into the water like ten feet away from for, for, from Danny. Everyone around them is an enemy. Like you think Danny would at least be, hey, this guy just this guy just, is the key to yeah. us winning this war. T- Tyrion's him. watching them. T- Tyrion was watching him charge. He he, yeah. he he's he was saying turn turn around you you idiot. You don't think well maybe Tyrion specifically wouldn't say anything maybe, but like. Everyone, like someone, would have said, Tyrion "Hey, might say my brother is about to drown in that, that <laughs> yeah. river. Please get him." I know. Yeah. Yes, that is that um, would make sense. Yeah, um, like w- had they not come above water until that point, I How think they... that's what we're we're supposed to think because he's think gasping. Yeah, you know? that's what we're supposed to think. I think a mile away from the battle, Bronn took a man in full armor underwater a mile away. <laughs> Like, I guess we just have to say it happened and we're moving on because it doesn't make any sense. And, and it angered me. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty rough. Es- especially considering the fact that they needed to get Tyrion and Jamie in a room together. <laughs> That's true. He too. needed to convince Jamie of what was going on up north. Why allow Jamie to get away back to King's Landing to then concoct some, some plan for them to meet? Uh, Why not just capture Jamie? They talk, and then he releases Jamie back to Cersei. That, that would have made so much more sense. That would have been something. Wouldn't I, it have been what? Like, what was the like? What are the pros and cons of of allowing Jamie? What are the pros, I should say, of doing what they did as opposed to just letting Jamie get captured and release him back? I it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's it's unrealistic that they would release him to go back to King's Landing, but it's more unrealistic that he wouldn't. Well, get if captured. they need, if they, if it's part of their plan to to convince Cersei of what what they need to do, and they they know only Jamie can do it, I think that they it would have made sense. But I think the the using him as a hostage outweighs. Probably, that. you're right. I could see Tyrion doing it. Like for his own personal reasons too, and then doubling down with we have to have Jamie talk, talk to him. Yeah, Either one would have been better than the, the one. Sure, happened, yeah, though. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this: I think my biggest, like of of all the King's Landing stuff, the biggest revelation for me that I loved was when Jamie said, "The stupid crossbow is not going to take take out a dragon." Now it might be a fake out. But I would love for that to happen because that stupid thing should not be able to take out the dragons. Now, I'm not sure why he said that because it really got pretty close to taking out, out a dragon. Like if <laughs> if we're working within the world. But maybe, I'm happy. Maybe you have three or four of those things lined up. Yeah, and think, you shoot at a dragon but and it, you hit hit the right spot. That very well could. Seemed yeah. like they may just give up on them, which I think is what they should do because it's stupid that one of those could take out the dragons uh in my view so i was happy to hear him say that uh although it doesn't make make any sense and and i guess we can we can move move on there to the the Jamie Cersei uh this discussion and the potential pregnancy or should we should we talk about the Tyrion Jamie meeting first because yes. that 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 happened first yeah. what did you guys think about that some classic Davos uh, work. Uh... Davos was excellent. Probably the MVP of the episode. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. a MVP of the season. He mm-hmm. he is. Great. I mean, he's he's a great character. I love Davos. Oh, yes. Just a great a great character. And um, I mean, the scene when they're leaving after doing their business is just I I just loved it. I I I mean, but let's let's talk about. Two things happened here, right? Right. We we have the Tyrion Jamie meeting, and then we have the Davos Gendry going to meet with Gendry, mm. which has has been a 
hope for many fans for for years here now. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about Jamie and uh, and Tyrion. What did you guys think about that? It was a it was a good scene. I mean, I really wish it went on longer than it did. Um, an- another thing with just certain scenes weren't weren't given the 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 depth mm-hmm. and the amount of time to breathe that that they that they needed. It just ha- so, sort of had like the one Tyrion like, I'm I'm a little person. Yeah, and then it was done. <laughs> like, like Tyrion, right? Like that they they hadn't been together in three seasons. Yeah, five, six, or seven, and this is the first time that they've been. Back since Damien pledged, if if I ever see him again, I'm gonna cut him in half. Um, and so there's just there's just so much drama there that I don't want to say it was was washed over, but it probably need a little bit more time. But it it was mostly good. I, I liked it. Just yeah. the the cloud over it for, for me is just the. I mean, I'm sorry, but just like the stupidity of this this plan that they're they're trying to move move forward here. Like, how can you? There just seems to be so many better ways to to get this done, or just so like it just seems so like stupid with how crazy these you know they're against each other and how like just bitter and like just. It just seems like nothing will stop unless someone is completely taken out. Oh, but unless we put together like a special super friends team to to go and get this thing, that'll make, you know, that'll get Cersei on board. Um, Just the cloud of that plan is just sort of like over it. Um, But why why don't we talk about uh, the Davos heading into Flea flea Bottom? Yeah. Um, Well makes sense i guess it makes sense that that were gen- that's where gendry has been uh i like the been hanging out been hanging <laughs> out i i mean you saw the did a good job explaining away like the heartache of making weapons for your enemies all this time yeah um but right under your nose is probably the best place to stay um i really like this is kind of skipping forward to when he when gendry makes it back to dragonstone but i really liked the his, his meeting with Jon Snow, echoing back to the first episode with Rob and yeah, Robert. with Rob and Ned, when they were uh, making fun of each other. I, I really like that scene. There was also the uh, maybe I mean you you guys are familiar with the the gendry meme right of still he, rowing still rowing, mm-hmm. maybe the biggest fan service. Uh, I was okay with moment. that. Yeah, uh, it, it felt yeah. Fun. It, I think we all had in our minds like some magical place that Gendry was off hanging out at. <laughs> at least, at least I did, and that it was just like, nope, he's back at King's Landing. Uh, I just uh, it made sense that he like no one would really be looking looking yeah. for him there at that point. Then he grabs his hammer and he he wields that hammer like like just like his, dad. Like, like his dad, like his dad, like his father once did. And he and. Gendry is a blacksmith, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. That could come in handy. For some, yeah. Some dragon glass. He's going to be the man w- working with that, that dragon glass. Maybe we might get some Valyrian steel. Which is making Blade me worried board. about who's coming back from this trip. <laughs> because I feel like Gendry has to come come back. Yeah, Gendry has to come back. Like, obviously, John's coming back. But we could, we, we, we could talk about that. Um why well, don't we, I mean, and then a great scene when they're 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 exiting and like it's just like it seems like it they're going to use their their wit to get out of this, and then Gendry just kill, kills them both with a giant hammer. <laughs> um, that is Davos in his element. Yeah, it was. He had ev- like he had everything. He had the the, the crab <laughs> as a, as his yeah. excuse, cash. Uh, yeah, the money to buy him off. He knew how to flick the. The linens over the hammer. So <laughs> like I bet his lowball offer was just all part of his plan. Yeah, like, of course <laughs> yeah. he. Like if, if he had come out with like some lavish, lavish offer, they they, they may they may have been more curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it was really good. It was really good. And then they. Uh, Can we I, just talk about the plan now? Okay. Sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> so the plan that was hatched, right? Is I mean, would would one of you like to like to speak to it? So, from from so, my understanding, sure. they get their their raven from Bran. That the White Walkers are are marching. They're, they're close. They're close to the wall. They're about to arrive at it. Um, so that brings all of their business from John and Danny's perspective to a screeching halt. They say, "This is the issue of 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 the day." Not. Not it wasn't last week when we just had this vague idea of White Walkers. Now that now that we know that they're close, we have to really stop all business and go go address this with only with only eight people up at the wall. Um, <laughs> and the only way that we can fully address this is to get Cersei on our, on our team to agree to, to agree to a ceasefire um, to convince her of what's happening. For her to agree to a ceasefire, like is that is that what this is? Is it to agree to a ceasefire, or is it to agree to help us fight these fight back? I think it's it's definitely both. I think it's that they they think if they do this, it will convince not o- only her but everyone that has doubts, right? Yeah, to go and fight because most of the Seven Kingdoms doesn't even believe that anything's going on up north other than wildlings. Mm. So this will put rest to those notions. But then at the same time, who are they trying to convince? All these other lords. It would help are, are the dead. lords in the north. Even. Everyone is dead. Yeah, <laughs> the Tyrells, the you the Freys. There's also the a good question. Has Has anyone questioned what happened to the Freys? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think Jamie mentioned it to Cersei in the premiere. He Ooh, like um, mentioned it though, but like when Arya oh, go, when Arya yeah, going south and and meets Ed Sheeran, um, the Sheeran troop says we were sent north by the Lannisters to keep the peace. Because right. of what happened with the phrase. Well, but what did they think happened? The little girl came and oh, I don't know, probably some sort and of killed an entire family. Um, Just so. But uh, yeah, so the so plan is a little bit of a stretch. That obviously raises some questions, like why do you need Cersei? Like why do you want to go into business with her at all? You like, could just fly in no, there and I mean, burn her. No, well, exactly. you can't do that. Steal her army. Can't do that, Jeff. Why? Kill all the innocent people in King's Landing. No, just fly right in a targeted attack. You 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 have a dragon. Fuck. You know she's in the Red Keep. Just fly in. There's innocent people in the Red Keep. Okay, well. I mean, that it's gonna be some casualties of war one way or another. Uh, well, you need you need her because what happens is they can't do that. So they if Daenerys sends troops north, they're gonna leave Dragonstone and and the north and is it, going to be open for attack. There's potential for their whole army to be wiped out. Yeah. And But there's like nothing at Drag- Dragonstone. They could all just I think just the leave. issue is their armies. They're afraid of their armies being wiped out. Cer- Cersei would be obviously in a much stronger position. So, yeah. I mean, it would definitely be a stronger position, but like hasn't Cersei like already been dealt like a pretty seriously like like the the, the blow that they took mm. Like, I, f- well, I feel like any army that she can muster, like, probably the Dothraki alone or what whatever can well, can st- stand up to them. She can pay. She can pay for an army, but that's why she... But to your point, she talks to Jamie and she says, I've been thinking as of late, a, a temporary treaty with the Dragon Queen would be towards our gain. She is going to try to pull some trick. Obviously. And she, she makes that clear to Jamie. I just wonder why no one else is pushing back against this plan in, in Sansi's and Daenerys's council. Why is no one saying Cersei is a conniving bastard? We cannot trust her under any circumstance. Where where's that voice? My question will be who is gonna show up to show Cersei the white? Because that person's gonna either Cersei's gonna die or those people are gonna die. It'll probably be John, right? That no. would be so stupid if he showed up. It's gonna be like it's gonna be just like a generic, like generic soldiers. I have a it bad has to be, feeling. It has to be someone with, with the credibility to convince her. I've I've got a bad feeling. It's gonna be someone good, someone important. It could be the Hound. That would be the a Hound. Help. Could be Jorah. even if the Hound is part of the crew. I would love to see a crew shows up. Cersei thinks she can just have the mountain take out. Who, whoever John or whatever, and then we finally get it the the brother versus brother brawl. That's assuming the hound c- comes back. 
Uh, can I tell you guys my my theory about their yeah. their trip? Yeah, please do. So here's what I think might go down. They they go up the the crew. They they find the whites and they it's just it's such a stupid plan. But anyway, they are I I assume they're going to try to find like a white off by itself and have right. some sort of battle and bring it mm-hmm. and bring it away. Um, that won't work out, of of course. And then there'll be a giant like six of them or whatever fighting that entire horde yeah. thing, and they'll get they'll get surrounded. Uh, and then we hear a dragon, and Danny came up and saved the day on on Drogon. Wow! But then Maybe. the Night King. This this is getting crazy now. The Night King takes out Drogon. They all escape on foot. They're they're running away, and then we see Drogon come up as as the ice ice dragon. That is my prediction. So th- this isn't that. I feel like that can't happen just over next week. That 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 Why? sounds like a two episode ordeal. No, like they go up there and start fighting next next week, and then Danny comes and like saves the day, but then. Drogon gets taken out. That's what, that's what I think. Thanks to Reddit user XX Game of Thrones XX. No, thank, great thanks theory. to my my full watching of this week's this week's episode on Ooh, on yeah, mine. Exactly. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, um, that's a I, good theory, Jeff. Do you, yeah. What what do you guys don't think, really uh, think about? Don't that? think that's gonna happen. I feel like that Why? would just. I like it. We that we didn't get any indication that Daenerys had any plans to go up there with them. That, I think that would be weird if she just popped up. But they could all die. It's true. Also, she has a dragon. She could... Re- I mean, couldn't she just ride up there with a dragon and kill everyone? What What are... She'd have to wear a coat. Yeah. But, uh... She doesn't like wearing anything other than her white, white what dress. What are the White Walkers' defense against the dragons? <laughs> That's what I want to know. There, do they, there's got to be something. Right, like there has to be some magic something because right. it seems like they could be ta- taken out real, real quick from above from a dragon. Uh-huh. <laughs> like there has to be something, right? Yeah, I don't know. Ma- ma- maybe they have an even larger uh, cro- crossbow. <laughs> maybe, and it, I feel like the only way that they can defeat them is with the dragons because you're not going to set the Unsullied or the Dothraki loose beyond the wall. They. they these are these are southern boys. <laughs> yeah. They can't they can't be out in that the blistering cold like that. It's true. With it's with no true. shirt. Because you know they're not putting on shirts. Yeah. Yeah. They they they'll freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes you wonder what's what's going to go down. I mean, it just looks like pure hell. It also looks like a dragon could just come in and take care of business and go and go away though. What it looks like to me. Ah, uh, it's just, it's just taking a turn that I I don't love the the the, the whole thing. But I I'm re- I'm confident that they're gonna pull together something great. I am. I'm just trying to convince myself that so much of this week is just me trying to convince myself that this plan is not that stupid. Like there has to be <laughs> some merit to it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and honestly, with the speed of the season, the plan could be. Beginning and finished by the end of this episode. It, it really could like, be. Like, Cersei could see the white by the end of this episode. And In you, fact, you, I hope that she does, because I hope the last episode of the season... so weird, though. <clears throat> they're at the wall, and then pop, they're in King's Landing. They, I, they've been doing it all I season, hate, though. I talked about this before. I hate inter-episode, like, yeah. transcontinental yeah. travel. Um, it that, that bugs me, and we got it this week with John... Mm. At Dragonstone, and then five minutes later, he's up north. Like it's just that also kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Yeah. Know what I just realized? I bet. I. I mean, I bet Euron's gonna have something to do with Cersei's plan. He's been. I mean, he could have done like three trips around the whole world in in the time that we we haven't seen seen him. I mean, honestly. Uh, yeah. Where 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 has he been? Although I will say, uh, a prediction or a theory i did read on reddit perhaps he's been impregnating cersei it could be his baby 
Good. I don't know what, what why Cersei would want that. What would she have to gain from a Euron baby? I know she's because she's she's you Cersei. Think she's pregnant. What you would think she's really pregnant? Mm, I no. I we don't know think the she prophecy. Is. Yeah, she only has three kids. It's true, but I guess if it dies, it, it, it was she, never born. She dies inside Cersei, who also dies. It's true. I oh man, the look on Jamie's face when she hugs him and says, "Don't cross me again." That was that was the look of what, him. She, what was she referring to? Was it the Tyrion meeting? Yeah, because he met with Tyrion. I think that was the official look of a man that knows something need, needs to be done about this this woman. Oh. I think that was his first official when he sort of like stares blankly forward when she says that to him. I feel like that was the first time we've really seen him say, "What the hell is going on?" Like with this with this this woman. Yeah. So hopefully, I just hope it's just great great stuff because i'm a little bit worried (laughs) i just hope it's great well i know that they can do i know that they can do it yeah um well why why don't we talk maybe just just for a second about about the crew that's heading up north sure wait wait we have to talk about one more pretty important thing sure that's gilly stumbling upon perhaps the most important piece of of information Known to man. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was a revelation for for everyone, right? Because I mean, it's been known the stuff about his parentage, mm. but to know that he could be a legitimate Targaryen, Targaryen, mm-hmm. the true heir to the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. I don't think Danny's gonna like like that if that if that get gets out because that would put her entire like her, her whole, whole foundation claim. for her claim would be. The, the legitimacy would be tr- transferred to him. Yeah. Right? Like her whole uh, yeah. backstory for why she thinks she has it. Of course, well, if they get I married. I hope Gilly took that book with her. <laughs> well, they, he, he, he gave it to his kid. Oh, that's right. I think he took her mm-hmm. book. So at least it seems like they have it in, in the that, group. That, that baby doesn't start <laughs> ripping pages out. <laughs> oh, gosh. I wonder if that was just like a little... Hey guys, here here it is, and then we'll or and, or and was again, it, it was something more? You got to think that there's a huge segment of the Game of Thrones viewing audience that 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 line just went right over their heads. Mm. They have no idea about all this crap. Definitely, yeah. Because so it was in a way just a little throwaway, just a little you know a little snack for us to to <laughs> chew on, but for the people that. Really pay attention to that mm-hmm. stuff, but that's probably the minority of of, of viewers. There's, There's so many people. Like my dad, probably no idea. What that <laughs> yeah, same with our dad. I think um I think there's definitely going to be a scene where Sam realizes the importance, and it's going to be like an exposition heavy scene for everyone that hasn't been. Really yeah, yeah. It's going to be like, wait, do you mean blah 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 blah, and then go through everything beat by beat. Um, no, Sam could be back ne- this next episode, right? Yeah. Who knows where he's off to? Yeah, I know. You would think the wall, right? <laughs> he's also got some bad news about his family to, to Did he, return Was he ever to. told? No, I don't no. think he was. The guy, the uh, headmaster said that. I haven't yeah, had but then we cut away. Oh, yeah. Who knows how much time it That's passed. That's true. Probably, probably months had passed. That's true, yeah. There is something worthwhile to be said just about when, when Danny does kill the Tarleys. Did you think that was a little uh, Mad Queen coming out? Or? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. She gave him the choice. She she would have let him let him live. Yeah. Like, and it seemed like she was open to the idea of her, of of them going up to the wall. It did. And then he just took a shit all over her. So, like, what what was she to do? He seemed like yeah. such an honorable man, but he just recently betrayed his his allegiance for Cersei. You know. And they just said hard choices need need to be made. Well, you could see that was a good scene, though. You could see that it was, yeah. you could see from his, his perspective that Highgarden betrayed the queen. You know, it's true. But then he also was giving his talk about how C- Cersei was born here, but Danny was also born here. And then didn't Tarly fight for Danny's side? Didn't he fight for okay. the Targaryens? I, think I heard that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it seemed he, a little bit like a. 
brushing away that Danny was also born here and but he I think fought he, he for did her that legitimacy. Because his his allegiance has always been to the realm, kind of like Varys. Like he fought for the Targaryens because they were they were in power at the time. Mm. So he's fighting for Cersei because she's in power. Yeah, it's true that that's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess like but uh, I, yeah, it was kind of weird how he had no use for Daenerys, even though he once fought for her. Family. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't see that as a Mad Queen scene. I mean, in the well, first episode, burn them, though, Garrett Tyrion was certainly thinking that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, in like the first episode, Ned Stark cuts off that dude's head. Yeah, we we know we know she's not the Mad King. I don't know. I feel like, you know, they, they might be sprinkling that in a little bit. But I think it's like, it's hard to tell whether they're trying to sprinkle that in or just sort of trying to demonstrate that she's powerful. But why why the know? insistence on burning them alive, though? That's a little weird. Why not just cut up the dragon heads? queen? She's a dragon queen, I guess. Well. But that's not like a swift, painless death. That's making them suffer. I know. I know. That's why I'm thinking maybe a that little bit, Matt Queen. How do you think about it? Can we do a quick screen bet? Who's going to come back alive from from the uh, crew? Good question. I think should we do it? Let's all pick, or should we all pick someone that dies? I think it's easier to that... pick someone that dies. But I think we know, like you know. I mean, you got Thoris and. Who's the other one? And the other guy. Eric Tondarian. Eric Tondarian. I think Guys. let's let's not count them be, because they seem like easy pickings to die to me. Yeah. Although that would be kind of significant if Eric, he's the one who gets brought back to life. Yeah, that right? keeps bringing back. And he's, he dies. That would. Well, he had the he had the great talk about like when the hound said, "Why do you, why do you, why does Lord like keep bringing you back?" And he says, "I I ask myself that every day, and all I can muster is that she he has a job for me." You know, it it might be to save this crew, right? Yeah, that's. But I'm thinking, I was reading about this about something that George R. R. Martin said. I don't know if you guys have heard this or like, like the whites are undead, brought back by ice, and like Jon Snow and Beric are undead, brought back by fire. fire. Um, it's gonna be crazy having two guys that are also undead fighting a bunch of undead people. And I'm wondering, um, you know, may, maybe there will be an interesting interaction there where like, will they sort of like notice something about, I, I guess John's are, are but ha, John hadn't died yet. Right. When he fought the whites. No, he hadn't died. So they might like, maybe like, will they notice that they're also undead? Like, I don't know. It's, mm -hmm. it's possible, but I'd say let's, let, let's not count count them though sure well my say, guess was gonna yeah. be jorah yeah i want to see sorry i want to see jorah reunite though with with daenerys she did can we all agree that someone that... other than those two that we just said don't count someone else will die so uh, yeah. among those people we have the hound we have jorah we have gendry john john and torment yep Yes. Tormund, I think, is a right candidate. But yeah. can we also just say how stupid it is to send? Like, John and Tormund are keeping the the friendship between, like, the, the wildlings and all these people together. Why are they going on this trip? It's so stupid. Like, why would yeah. you ever send these extremely important people to, like, j like, it's just stupid if you care about the people you represent to go on this trip. But anyway, sorry. Yes, like, Tormund. Tormund dies. Is there someone else to pick up the torch uh, on the wildling side to, to continue that alliance? Yeah. I know. There probably is, but we yeah. just haven't seen him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think definitely Jorah. I think Jorah's, for, for me, Jorah's number has been up for a long time. I, just, I think he's ripe for an probably, honorable death. But I just, I'm so unsatisfied with their reunion, and I just, I wanted it to be, I wanted more from that. He just overcame almost dying, though, Chris. And he's probably not but, in, like, peak fighting shape, either. That's true. I think he's fine. Seems to be. So you're thinking Jorah's going to have... Okay. Jorah's going to, like, save someone and then die. So I think we all agree it's probably either Jorah or Torment. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see the Hound as well. I'm thinking Torment. I think we have to see the Hound. I think... I, I just think we have to see the Hound interact with a few more of our... Our favorite characters. Core, core group again. What if it's uh, 
Like, I need a hound Arya scene again. I need a hound Sansa scene. I need a hound Cersei scene. I know. But they could just snatch it away from us. They don't care. I do feel Jorah, though. Feel Jorah. I'm going Tormund. Are you guys, I was reading about this, familiar with how the actor that plays Jorah is on very bad terms with the actress that plays Cersei? No. They were previously in a relationship, and Cersei refuses to be in any scenes with with him. What? Yeah. I had never heard that. Wow. I was reading all about this. Were they in a relationship, like, do they meet through Game of Thrones? I have no idea about that. But I, I read about this, and I think we can safely say that Jorah will not be bringing the white to, to Cersei. <laughs> or it'll just be, it'll be like a two-shot scene where you yeah. only see... I mean, it's worked out to this point because they've been on two opposite ends (laughs) of the world in in the show. They've never had to worry about it. From what I was reading is they've been ups and downs in their relationship since they they were dating. And they have been in a down for quite a while. And she refuses to see him. That's interesting. Wow. Seems like such a great guy. I I love Jorah. But... uh, it would be funny if, like, he was a jerk in real life and Cersei, the actress that plays... Uh, Lena Headey. Yeah, yeah, if she's just a, a wonderful person. She like seems like opposite. a really nice person on Twitter. Um, well, we'll have to see. Big uh, big night coming. Mm-hmm. Big night coming. Any yeah. other thoughts uh, before we uh, we finish things up here? On to next week. What do you guys think about seeing Eastwatch by the sea? Like just seeing the great design. I liked the little outposts up on the wall. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, my closing thought is just hope for the best, prepare for the worst. (laughs) Amen. Agreed. Agreed. I'll, uh, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to it either way. Um, but until then, where can we find you guys online? Twitter.com slash that Morris screenclub.com. Linguistics underscore on Twitter, screenclub.com. You can find me at Jeffum on Twitter, also at the Jeffum on Instagram now. Have some good posts on, on there. Posted a call back to the office the other day. Uh, office fans. Nice. As the guys mentioned, you can find us all screeningclub.com for more articles, insight, and to share your thoughts. I see Chris posted his uh, very in- insider uh, theory, fringe th- theory that he spoke about last week on the on, on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, over on Screening Club. Also, you can get in touch directly with us, screeningclub at gmail.com, where you can send us your comments or thoughts. Remember to rate and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast service we do really appreciate it and it just takes a second and to follow screening club on all social media uh twitter facebook instagram and the like guys until next week hope you enjoy your week and we'll see you soon Bye.